You're listening to the Alpha Man Project with your host, Ted Rice. Would you like to be bigger, leaner, and stronger? Do you want to develop the confidence to go after what you want in life? Or how about becoming the man that women want to be with? It doesn't matter if you're a successful CEO or working 9 to 5. We're here once a week to empower you to reach your full potential so you can live life on your own terms. You deserve greatness. Now it's time to make it happen. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Find it all at alphamanprojects.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Alpha Man Project. I'm your host, Ted Rice. And before I go on to anything else, I just want to make an apology to you because I did not get out my episode last Thursday, but I'm starting off this week with an episode, a solo episode. It's not going to be, I'm not going to be answering a question. And uh, the reason why that is, why I didn't publish my episode last Thursday was because I was on my way to podcast movement in Dallas, Texas. So I was able to meet all these great podcasters and see what's going on in the industry. And that's what this podcast is going to be about today is the lessons that I learned from being at podcast movement. And before you click <laughs> click to the next podcast because you are not a podcaster. These are going to be rele- relevant lessons to anybody, relevant lessons to anybody who wants more in their life, who wants more success, whether that be financial or fulfillment or other. So if you want more success, I've got some great lessons for you. And uh, so I apologize for not getting that episode out. It was completely crazy stuffing all my clients into a short period of time. And then I had some scheduling things, making the flight. But I hope this episode makes up for it because I've got some great lessons that I'm going to share with you. And I've learned a ton of stuff on how to make this show better for you because that's what it's about. And that's why I was there to learn strategies. Yeah, some business stuff and which I'll get into because business may not mean what you think it means. And the the future of business is something very different than what a lot of people think. And that's something that I'll be going over. But before we get to any of that, the review of the week. So This review comes from Kim Johnson, and the title is Good Find, five stars, of course, and she goes on to say, because it's a woman, uh, discovered this recently through the Art of Charm podcast and dig this as well. So Kim, thank you so much for your review. I really appreciate it. Reviews help me get in front of people, more people, so they can hear my message and then they can decide whether they want to hear more or not. So I really appreciate your review. I'm glad that even though you're a woman, you're enjoying the show. And uh, another thing is I did an interview with The Art of Charm with Jordan Harbinger. Jordan's been on my show. He's episode number one. (laughs) And... Yeah, he, he's a great guy. I, it was one of the most candid interviews I've ever done. 
and the way they edit it up and put it together and put it out. It's my favorite one so far. I've also been interviewed by Trip Lanier from the New Man uh, podcast. That was a great one as well. That was a little bit more of a tearjerker, the one I did with Trip. But the that interview that Kim is talking about that I did with Art of Charm, you should go listen to that, especially at the beginning. Here's a little something that I haven't told anybody, but I didn't know Jordan was recording when we first got on the call. So he's like, oh, yeah, he starts saying something. I'm like, yeah, cool. You know, I just went back and forth a couple times with him. And uh, that was that's pretty it was pretty raw. I, I didn't say anything too crazy, but it's just weird how like, I don't know, maybe when you are about to be interviewed, you're like, oh, I got to put on my interview voice. Uh, I got to get excited. I, I, I mean, I don't do that, but unconsciously. I guess I do because there was some difference, but it, it was pretty funny. So in the beginning, <laughs> uh, good thing I didn't say anything too controversial. Anyway, so thanks again, Kim. Really appreciate it. And if you haven't given you listening, if you haven't given me a review yet, I would greatly appreciate it. I know I have. I know I keep bothering you for that, but. Uh, it's really important to get the show out there. And if you have given me a review, then you're fucking awesome. And thank you. And I really, really appreciate it because, uh, yeah, it shows. And if you can put some relevant information in there and maybe something that I could improve or guess that you want to hear, I'd love to hear that. So, all right, let's get on to it. So these are six lessons that I learned from podcast movement. And I learned a ton of stuff, but I thought these were the most relevant to, <laughs> to you because I don't know if you want to uh, hear about some of the social media strategies and all that, right? Anyway, so lesson number one, podcasting is a revolution. What you are listening to right now on this show and all the other podcasts that you listen to, it's a revolution. What do I mean by that? Podcasting has been around for a while, but it's starting to pick up steam. It's starting to build into something greater. And it's just going to get bigger from here. Why? Because if you're like me and you are tired of turning on the fucking radio and hearing crappy DJs. Some of them are good. Most aren't, but just rattle off. Now, some morning shows are pretty cool, but I'm talking about when they play the same songs over and over with the same commercials and you can turn on. I, I, tell me if you've, uh, if, if this has happened to you while you were listening to your, to the radio in your car, you turn on one station and you're like, yeah, I'm not really into that, that song. And, you know, it's like halfway through the song. You switch to a different radio station, which has a similar, uh, a similar sort of vibe to it. And they're playing the same song. And they're like at the same point in the same song. And these two stations, at least here in Miami, they're not even owned by the same company. It's like, what are you guys doing? It's ridiculous. So if you're tired of that, or if you're tired of turning on the news and hearing about, oh, someone was killed and mugged and 
murdered and oh this terrible stuff is going on oh now let's move to the next terrible story that's happening in america or maybe wherever you are listening to this in the world but uh sorry about that little little phone alarm there but this is an alternative to that all right this is an alternative to that this is what someone in the podcast movement movement uh, they got on stage or keynote speaker he said this is audio on demand right so you can find what it is and who you want to listen to and listen to them when you want and that is super powerful because you listening you are in control you get to control what you listen to, who you listen to, what types of messages get into your mind. That is huge, okay? Because if all you got is turning on the radio and hearing the same dumb songs played over and over and over throughout the day with uh, little, very little value offered other than that, right? It's just a bit of, I, I think about it in terms of fast food. I, that's what I tell people. There's nothing wrong with fast food, but if you're eating it all the time, it's no good. And that's what listening to the radio is like. It kind of, you play, it plays a song, kind of makes you feel good, kind of gives you something to do, occupies your mind. But then you haven't really, you're not going anywhere. It just sort of, it's a cheap thrill. And when you turn on the news, ugh, I mean... You know, you, I've, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I have a mixed, I have a love-hate relationship with the media. They were very helpful when my brother was missing. And this year, you know, my, my story with my brother and, uh, but, and this year when his murderer was executed in Florida, which was something that my father and I wanted to happen, they were very helpful so local media helped us out a lot. But that being said, if that's what you listen to all the time and you're seeing people getting robbed and getting shot and all the violence and that's not what really is going on. And more importantly than that, right, because, well, to backpedal a bit, there have been studies that have shown 17 to 1 negative to positive messages in the media, okay? And it's not some big conspiracy. It's nothing like that. It's simply because if if people tell you, oh, yeah, everything's great, you don't pay attention. You don't, it doesn't engage you. But when someone says, hey, listen, there's violence, there's chaos, there is danger around you all the time, you perk up, you listen. Or if you're really into politics, learning about all the dumb stuff that's going on going on in uh, you know the highest levels of government or is enough to piss you off one way or the another. Either you're pissed off at who is running the country or you're pissed off at the people who hate the people who are running the country. And guys, I'm not really that political. I'm more into this movement, creating change myself and being part of other people's uh, movement to create change. And that's why podcasting is a revolution. It's going to get bigger. So if you're listening to a podcast and you're like, oh, it's kind of weird. You know, I tell people I listen to podcasts. They don't even know what it is because a lot of people don't, right? 
And podcast is not a great name. I love that name, Audio On Demand, even though it's a bit commercial, a bit, uh, I don't know, a, a bit polished, right? Podcast, it's kind of like, okay, that's interesting. That's a strange word. But, you know, so Audio On Demand, it, this is revolution. It's going to get bigger and bigger, and it's going to be in cars, uh, Mercedes-Benz, Ferrari, uh, Volvo and a bunch of other makes and models of cars or makes of cars, whatever. I don't, you know, don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to cars. I just drive them, but, uh, they're going to have apps in the, in, instead of the AM FM radio thing, even besides Sirius satellite radio, which there's some great stuff on Sirius, they're going to have apps so you can go and listen to podcasts in your car and things are going to be wired so seamlessly that you'll be able to listen to a podcast on your phone get into your car pick up where you left off on your phone go into your uh job <laughs> let's say home right because you probably won't be listening to podcasts at your job unless uh you do something that allows that type of thing uh, to happen. So you go home and you pick up where you left off and you're still listening to the podcast that you started on your phone, but, and, and then continued listening to in your car. And then you got home and it picked up right where you left off. Like the technology that's happening is just amazing. So this is not a fad. It's not a small thing. It's actually been around for a long time. Most people thought podcasting was going to die. So this is a big thing, and you listening are part of it, okay? You listening are part of it. So also, the next uh, uh, lesson that I learned, and this is going to sound a little bit strange, is how and why I started this podcast, because I've never really, I've thought about it, of course, but uh, the problem is, and why I do more than health and fitness Although, by the way, I'm going to probably take more of a health and fitness angle to this because that's really my strength. Uh, although, I, I hope you've been enjoying all the other advice and mindset and dating and relationships and sexuality and masculinity and all that other stuff that I've been getting out there. But I really want to help you guys with fitness, health and fitness, because for me, that's a foundation I'm into all this other stuff now because I got that area, excuse me, of my life handled. I know how to work out. I have the habit of working out. I know what to do if I, uh, if I don't have a lot of time, but I want to give that to you. I don't want to do what's great for me. Although I do want to talk to all those other people about the masculinity, sexuality, all that dating relationships, all that stuff and uh, business. But I really want to help you get your fitness dialed in because I've been doing it for 15 years. Uh, you, you haven't heard about me probably before this because I've been in the trenches. I've trained hundreds of clients. I have people coming up to me on the street, not every day, but it happens every once in a while where someone comes up to me and they're like, wow, Ted, man, it's so good to see you. You completely changed my life. You changed my body when I was training with you. 
and I don't remember them. I don't remember their names, and it it takes a minute to for it to sink in. Like, oh shit, that's right. Ah, I do remember them, but I don't remember them right away. It, that's how many people I've helped through this, and it's awesome. I mean, I I didn't mean that in a bad way. Like, I don't care about them, but there's just been so many people. My uh, and I've had so much head trauma and uh, smoked so much weed that <laughs> in my 20s, not so much anymore, guys, but uh, that, I, you know, I don't remember everyone. And I'm not saying that to be cool or anything like that. I'm, I'm just saying I honestly don't. And But to get back to the point, I want to help you get that area of your life handled because you can. And it doesn't have to be a five-hour five day a week thing that you do. You can find ways of implementing health, fitness slowly into your life and figure out what point that you want to take it to, right? If you want to be a fitness model or a competitive power lifter or a, uh, I don't know, bodybuilder, then that's going to take a huge amount of commitment. But if you just want to get healthier, then you just need to do more than what you're currently doing. And then you decide from there, right? Your goals change and that's cool. And I kind of forgot about this story. So why this got started and why this podcast is about more than health and fitness, although the health and fitness is the foundation, is that I've been training people for so long and they come to me and they want more than just exercising. They think exercising and getting their health right by eating well and taking the right supplements and learning sleep strategies and managing stress, that'll change your life. And you know what it does? But I've had so many people who started to get in shape, but and when they spent that hour with me three or four times a week, two times a week sometimes, they got great results during that hour. They felt great during that hour. Then they went back to their lives and kind, and some people who really make the change go on and they they make dramatic transformations, but more, (laughs) the more likely thing to happen is that people go back to their life because there's, I think 168 hours in a week, if I'm correct and they spend three or four hours with me, well, there's 160 something hours left. Those are the ones that count. Those are the ones that count because you can't, if you're sleeping poorly, if you've got a terrible relationship with your wife, with your girlfriend, if you eat like crap because you're emotionally triggered or you don't make time for it or you are you don't really know what to do because yeah, the trainer gave you a handout and told you how to make your meals and and told, and gave you a grocery shopping list. But here's the thing. It only works for people who are self-motivated. If I give you a grocery shopping list and show you how to make meals, and that's only good for the people who are like, oh, cool. I already have the desire, the motivation, the discipline. I just needed to know what to do. But now you showed me that. I'm going to go do it. Most people are going to be like, oh, this is awesome. And then they'd never do anything with it. Right. I know you can relate to that. So if you're one of those guys 
who, yeah, I know what to do, but I just can't get myself to do it. Well, that is why I delve more into the mindset. That's why I try to inspire you. That's why I have other people on the show to help you out with your relationships, help you out with women, to help you out, uh, you know, dating, sex, to help you get your mind right business-wise. I'm going to have some people come on, coming on and talking about how to get out of debt and other things, things that I think are relevant to you. Like I said, it's mostly going to be fitness-related. But guys, someone said something awesome. They were saying, what really pisses you off? This is what one of the speakers said in the um, in one of the panels that I attended. Nick Unsworth from Life on Fire. He's like, what really pisses you off? And what really piss? I thought about that for a minute and I was like, wow, you know what really pisses me off? That I've spent 15 years with all the answers on how to get healthier, how to get better results from fitness, how to work out better, how to eat well, how to do all this stuff, like the, the nuts and bolts. But people came to me and they needed more than that. And I wasn't able to give it to them because I was like, fuck, I can't go home with them and just be with them all the time. Be like, hey man, your wife's really got her, your balls in her hand right now. You need to uh, you know, you need to be respectful, but you need to set strong boundaries and, you know, and, and guy, you're having Oreo cookies for breakfast with milk. Like, what are you thinking there? Like, that's not, it's okay to reward yourself. And, but if that's what you're going to do as a regular thing, you're not going anywhere good. Your health is not going anywhere good at least. So I couldn't go home with people. So I really, I needed to find a way to reach more people and to reach them in a different way and to get them to change their mindset. And that's what pissed me off. That's why I wanted to start this. That's why it's a combination of health and fitness. So number three, networking. If you're like me, you may hate the idea of networking. Oh my God, I got to go and uh, grin and grip, right? Shake hands with people, smile, and you don't really care about meeting them. That is not what networking is or should be. You exchange business cards and nobody ever calls each other because nobody really cares. They're just like, I will shake your hand. I will smile. I will give you my business card and I will take your business card. And that will be, and I feel like I'm doing something. That is not networking. And before I go on to what networking is, networking, meeting the right people can change your life. It can change the amount of money you're making. It can change uh, who you meet, who you hang around. It can change the quality of your life, what, uh, what events you get invited to, who you hang out with, what happens when you hang out with people. It can change your life. So what is networking? What networking really is, is meeting, looking for like-minded people and making friends with them, making a genuine connection. So if you're out there grinning and gripping and exchanging business cards, which that's fine for a first step, I want you to take it to the next level. And what is that? Finding the right people to talk to 
and then making friends with them, making a connection, being creative about what you see you and that person doing together. That can change your life. It has changed my life. And I did some, I made some great connections at the podcast movement. I've deepened some connections that I already had because uh, my boy Jared Easley was the one who put it on. And Jared and I know each other from a podcast meetup group down here in South Florida. He's the one who, I mean, God, how awesome is that? I met the guy who put on the event because I went to some networking event that, guys, I didn't want to go to it. I didn't want to go to it when I was like, man, I don't want to, hang, I don't, you know, it sounds cool meeting a bunch of people who are all into podcasting, but, you know, whatever. I, I, don't re- I didn't really want to go. I just wanted to relax, stay home. But I went and I met the people there and I was like, this is a hell yes. Like, I feel great hanging out with these people. Why? Because they're uplifting. They are aspiring to do something. And uh, Donald Kelly, man, he's his name is a sales evangelist. He's got a show called The Sales Evangelist. He, that cat is wicked talented. He got up and did a, a Pentecostal preacher introduction. He did like a uh, James Brown impression. And uh, I, I can't remember if he did the Jamaican because he's actually he's an American he's been here since he was like nine years old but he uh, he spent a little bit of time in Jamaica and came here when he was nine and uh, but man the guy he, he does a wicked Jamaican accent as well and uh, he was just hilarious but I met him at this po- this startup uh, startup podcast group down here in South Florida and then we deepened our connection there because I thought he was awesome and I went up and told him and that's how you make friends. Tell people what you like about them. Tell people where you see you and them connecting. Take the lead on this because sometimes uh, sometimes people won't see it themselves. You've got to see it and you've got to verbalize it. You've got to communicate to them. Listen, this is what I see you and I doing. And I've been doing that for a while and I've taken the initiative on it. And uh, I've made some great relationships. I say, hey, man, I love what you're doing. This is why I love it. This is what I love. This is why I love it. And this is what I see like you and I could do together. And so the point is for you, where do you need to be? Maybe it's not a podcast event if you're not a podcaster, but where do you need to be to meet the right people to create those relationships with like-minded people? People who you can develop into, you know, people where the relationship can develop into friendships, but may have some other things going on. And you'll know it. You got to, it's like when you look into a a girl's eyes and you just know it's on. It's kind of the same thing. You know, you meet the right people, you start talking to them, you're like, fuck, this is awesome. Like, we're on the same path. We could work together possibly. And, uh, Oh, and one other thing about this is the networking and meeting the right people. If you ask someone, you got to get around the right people. And here's what I mean by that. Let's say you wanted to do what I'm doing because this is an easy example for me. Um, And and I think you'll understand as well. Let's say you wanted to create an online business that makes money and supports you and, um, and you get to help a lot of people and change lives. 
because that's what I want to do. I want to change this, uh, turn this into a very lucrative online business where I'm helping a lot of people and people are happy that I'm around because they're getting so much value from what I'm doing. That's my goal. If you hang out with people and you're like, hey, man, I want to do this online business. I want it to be lucrative. And I also want to change people's lives. And they're like, oh, God, that's so hard. It's so hard to have an online business. So hard to do online business. So hard to make money online, you know? It's just, it's really difficult. <laughs> or you can hang out with a person. By the way, that's that's an actual example out of my personal life. I've met someone who told me that. Or you can meet people who are like, man, it's so easy to make money if you're just doing the right things. If you really care, if you're putting out quality content, quality products, quality services, people want that. So if you're doing that and getting it out to them and putting it together in a way that they think is great, then you're going to make money. And it's not that hard. So that could be getting, for you, it may be something different. Maybe you got your money thing handled. Maybe you got a great business. Maybe for you, it's health and fitness. Oh, it's so hard to get in shape. Oh, it's so difficult, you know. I just, you know, these exercise programs I'm doing, these workouts, they just don't work that well. I don't see results. Or you can get around people who are like, yeah, no, it's actually pretty easy. I mean, you, you do have to show up, you do have to work hard, but you can consistently get results if you do this type of program. Those are the people you need to be hanging out with. All right. So we'll move on because I've actually got a client, got to, got to go train a client and uh, do something that challenges you, really challenges you because I'm sitting here right now and doing this podcast and I love doing it, but it's not challenging me, challenging me that much. At first it was because if you know my story, you know, I've had a ton of social anxiety, awkwardness, and I have a tough time, uh, tough time, like talking in, in front of people and public speaking, all that stuff. And I've, I've said it many times before in other episodes, uh, given specific examples, even in the episode number one, where, uh, where, where I was talking about how people or, or how girls said I was attractive, but then I'd open my mouth and just ruin it because of what would come out of my mouth and not just the words, but the way I would say things. But I was able to develop that into something. I was able to learn, right? I'm not naturally gifted at this. I had to learn. I had to learn how to speak better. I had to listen to myself and consciously get the ums, the ahs, the like, you knows out. And I still do it if you notice, but I, ha I, I was able to get to the point where, um, I, uh, yeah, I can do it now, but I was, I had to do some public speaking at the podcast movement. I introduced some people and I also asked questions during some of the sessions. And you know what? I was nervous as fuck. And it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. Oh my God. It's like my body took over. It wasn't even a mental thing. It was my body took over. And I was just, it wasn't, I was thinking I was nervous. Just my heart started racing. And I was just asking a question. It's so weird how that happens, right? And I, I some people are, were, were a lot more comfortable. And I don't know if they have more of a background speaking. They probably do. 
or if they're naturals, there's probably some people who are just kind of naturally talented in that way. I am not one of those people. So I asked questions. I had to do an introduction. I was less actually uh, nervous during the intro where I introduced a panel, but it was still challenging to me. And I didn't, I, I, I did an all, I did an all right job where people were saying, Hey, yeah, that was, that was a good intro because they felt the energy behind it. But if you listen to the actual words, uh, and if you saw it on video, you'd be like, yeah, that guy could use a little bit of work, <laughs> but I did it. And it was a little scary, but I did it and it was challenging. And so my thing to you, what I want you, you listening to this right now, what I want you to take away is what do you need to do to challenge yourself in your life? Because I'll tell you what, after I took those, I call them risks, risks, but all I did was ask questions and all I did was introduce something, uh, some, some people and, uh, yeah. It, it, but it was a risk. It felt like a risk. I felt empowered after I did it. I felt like a different person. I was more confident. And if you listen to my talks about confidence, that's what it's about. Taking the actions that challenge, challenge you, then all of a sudden, you're not as nervous anymore. All of a sudden, you have more calm, more zen, if you will, in your in your. Uh, state of being and your state of mind, you're at more at peace, you're less rattled by things. That is what it's about. So again, back to my challenge, what do you need to do to bring yourself up a notch? Maybe you're a public speaking rock star. Maybe that doesn't challenge you in the slightest. Cool. Well, what does? Maybe it's going to the gym because you've got some issues with your body and everybody looks so fit and knows what they're doing. We need to challenge ourselves to push ourselves over those hurdles, to push ourselves into the discomfort. And if you listen to my episode with Stephen Kotler, you will learn about the concept of flow. And by the way, that is episode numbers three and four with Steven Kotler. And it's about the concept of flow and how pushing into the discomfort, it actually changes our brain chemistry. And that is, I learned this later when I talked to Steven and learned about the concept of flow that came later, but I had noticed this before. Every time you challenge yourself, you feel empowered afterward. Every time you're a little bit scared about how something was going to go down, but yet you push through and made it happen you feel empowered afterward. You feel better. You feel more confident. You feel, wow, I can do this. I'm not a fucking loser. I, I can push into the, to the discomfort. As long as I can push into the discomfort, I can grow from it and I can get better. And that is what it's all about. And to give another example, maybe it's talking to women. Maybe it's going up to women and talking to them and stop worrying about what's going to happen and start focusing on, hey, listen, I may, I may, I'm going to be nervous. I'm, I may say something stupid, but I'm going to go up there. I'm going to talk to her. And it doesn't matter because afterward, I'm going to push through that discomfort, whether she gets creeped the fuck out, whether she, whatever she does, or whether she gives you 
her number or wants to go home with you or date you or marry you, you're going to do it just to challenge yourself, just for the personal development, just for growing, just for challenging yourself and becoming the better, stronger version of yourself. That's why you're going to do it. So find that thing that will challenge you and start doing that and do that regularly. After doing those intros and asking questions, I want to do that more because I'm not that good at it. I want to get better. And uh, yeah, and I felt the difference after I did it. So you know what my goal is? I'm going to join Toastmasters and I'm going to find some, I'm going to be doing a lot of public speaking in the future. And by the way, they, I will probably, I've been asked because of going to podcast movement to speak at some events. So it's funny how that happens. You got to put yourself out there and you got to challenge yourself. So number five, the power of personality. Many people, one of the things I noticed about podcasting and podcasters, and there's some successful people up there who are giving advice, but the ones who really stood out had the power of personality, meaning they had that charisma. They, when they spoke, people's ears perked up. Like there was something, and it wasn't what the words they were saying, it was how they were saying it. And that's what I mean by the power of personality. I guess we could call it body language. But that thing where, wow, when that person talks, I want to listen to them. Right? Even if, uh, even if you don't like what they're saying or like what they're saying, there's some, something else that, like the words they're saying, by the way, is what I meant by that. But there's something else to them that makes you want to listen, that perks your ears up. And that is what women are attracted to. That is what people are attracted to. That's if you want a if you want a raise in your job, if you want a promotion. Sorry, I had to take a sip of coffee there. If you want to date women, if you want to date a, 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 a hot woman or women, whatever, people are attracted to the power of your personality. They, they're magnetically attracted to it. And the more of that that you have, the more of that you develop, the more people will want to date you, promote you, hire you, whatever. So ask you to come speak at their events. And that's what I try to do as well with this. I try to entertain you. I try to be engaging. I try to be energetic. Well, I just I try to be myself, right? But what I mean though is letting it out. You got to let yourself out. We all have like, I think we all have like wild, crazy. We have something inside of us that wants to come out, but we feel ashamed or afraid to let it out. And the more you can let your real self come out. Of course, you got to tweak things, right? You don't go into a job interview like, fuck yeah, you know, you don't go and do that or you don't say, uh, there's certain things that may not be good to say in a job interview or when you're talking to a client, a potential client, but you got to start letting more of your personality out. And 
that is what people resonate to. That's what I resonate to when, or resonate with. When I see someone talking and man, I saw, I'll give you an example. John Lee Dumas was a great presenter. Michael O'Neill, John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. Michael O'Neill, <laughs> Michael O'Neill from the Solopreneur Hour was a fantastic presenter. He was really funny. He made jokes. He was smooth. He was a great presenter. It's easy to see why that guy is successful. He really gets it. Not only does he have the business, all the other knowledge, but he's really able to put out his personality in a way that's engaging. Now, some people may be turned off by him, by him or not like him or John Lee Dumas, but for the most part, there, uh, I think people were pretty rocked by his talk. And also Nick Unsworth from Life on Fire, another great one. Tim Page from Lead Pages. That's kind of funny. He works for Lead Pages and his last name is Page, although it's spelled differently. Anyway, that's a person you probably wouldn't be interested in knowing unless you're interested in online business. But these guys, they had the power of personality. They had the knowledge they were rock stars. They just had the whole package. And that's what I want you to be. That's what I want you to develop. Because if you are able to open up and let your personality out, the right people are going to be attracted to you. Okay? And let me finish up with the last point, which is number six. And it's the future of business is authenticity. And authentic and authenticity are words that are getting thrown around a lot, like authentic man program and authentic, well, at least online. I don't know. Maybe people aren't talking about that in, in like bars and just uh, when they're conversing. But in this talk about business and where it's heading, authenticity and caring about people. So if you want to succeed in business, you have to care about the people that you serve, whether that's working in a corporation and, uh, you know, really handling things when people call you or whatever your job is, you really do it the best you can. Regardless of the pay, you're doing it because you're striving to be excellent, right? And uh, authentic is, uh, that's kind of different a little bit, but <laughs> it's kind of two different points that went on a tangent. But authenticity, it's just being who you are, talking to the right people, the people who you resonate with. And when I start doing coaching programs and, and selling products, I'm going to make sure they're good. And I'm going to, I'm not going to try to sell them to you for five easy payments to $29.99. I'm going to tell you what I think is good about them and who they're for and who they're not for. And I, I don't want everybody to buy them. I want the right people to buy them because I want them to benefit of it, uh, benefit from it. And if the wrong people buy it, right? If you buy a shoulder, like I'm really good at handling injuries. If you buy a shoulder program, it, you know, because I had some great marketing behind it, but you know, it, you don't really have shoulder problems. Probably not going to be great. Although actually it might be good preventative wise, but you won't be a great testimonial. That's for sure. So anyway, the power of authenticity, the future of business is being authentic. Maybe not for big corporations like Kmart and uh, can't even think of another one right now. Best Buy. But 
the uh, the power of authenticity, being yourself, in other words, and having that reputation. And even if you work in corporate America, you still have a reputation, a brand, and it's just super important to uh, make sure you are communicating that. All right. So listen, I've got to run to my client. I hope you learned a lot. Thanks for listening. And I'm back on the regular schedule. Apologize again for that Thursday. And uh, we're back better than ever. Talk to you soon. You've reached the end of another episode of the Alpha Man Project. Connect with us at alphamanproject.com. Your feedback is really important to us. It helps us learn, develop, and most importantly, improve our podcast for you. Give us a review on iTunes and receive a free grocery shopping list and four-week muscle-building workout. See you next episode.